Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Emma, we're back. I can't believe it. I know. I'm I know. Shock. Any news? Anything happened over the last few weeks? <sighs> I think maybe we should start with you. I feel. Oh, oh there she went me, Asher. Look, everyone knows. So there, Ted is here. And yes. So Ted arrived. Actually, Ted arrived nearly four weeks. Four weeks tomorrow. Wow. Um, Ted, Johnny Cook, uh landed <sighs> down. And, yeah, so he's nearly four weeks now. It's crazy. I know everyone says, oh, you know, everyone makes the jokes about the sleepless nights, etc. But I never thought it would be as full on. As, as it has been. And by the way, like so, so thrilled with him. I'm every new parent cliche where I just think he's the most gorgeous thing ever. And he's great crack. He's getting to be great crack now. It was a bit of a one-sided relationship there for a while. But yeah. he's bringing it to the table. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Oh yeah, and he'll be he'll be whacking out all the smiles now as well, fairly soon. Yeah, but it's I mean it's so full on. Like I know people tell you, oh, you won't have any time, but you really don't have any time. No, it's all about the baby. Yeah, I know it's all about the baby. But you seem like you're in great form and you're doing really well and everything. Do you know what? Because I think it could have gone either way because I was a bit nervous. I mean, obviously, anyone who listens to Up to 90 will know that I was a little bit kind of trepidatious about having the baby because, you know, you hear about, obviously, like hormonally speaking, you're a bit vulnerable after the birth. And Mm. I was kind of, I think I was a bit scared that I might get, like, say, the baby blues after the arrival dead. But I think it's kind of gone the other way in that it's kind of done something for my confidence in a weird way that oh, I'm like yeah. oh my God, I made this little baby and he's here you know which I never would have expected yeah it's total it's a total confidence thing of like look what I can do and you know yeah so I'm actually I'm actually in great form far and you know we won't come to the details but we did have a little incident with Ted a couple of weeks ago he ended up back in Tree General and I'd say now the nurses were like this one again I mean come on but I think that kind of you know that kind of knocked me for six a little bit because then I was just you know super 
I suppose you're feeling all the guilt and anxiety about it all. But bar that little blink, yeah, uh, I think it's actually been great for my confidence, which is something that I know. I think I was so prepped to be down after the birth yeah. that I just wasn't. I wasn't expecting to feel just like so content, which is lovely. Oh, it's brilliant! Like yeah. you're totally. I can tell, like, by um, the tone of your voice and everything, you're just, like, obviously you're going to have days and moments where you're just like, Jesus Christ, like, that's just normal life. It's, you know what I mean? Especially when you have uh, a little baby. But you sound very just nice and happy and taking oh, each yeah, day I as it comes. I think it's the, I think it's the taking each day as it comes that is kind of how, apart from obviously, uh, you know, creating this human and, you know, the emotion and love and bond of that. But I think it's the whole, you can't but really kind of take every day as it comes. It kind of forces you to do that. Yes. So maybe yes. it's that kind of mindset that is really kind of it's maybe working for your soul. Yeah, it could be it could be a bit liberating for me because you see that's it that you can plan. So you can say, Oh, what can I be doing at seven AM tomorrow because you don't know kind of thing. It's all yeah. you know, it's all about him and his schedule. But yeah, no, it's it's just been great. I mean, instead as you say though, like, you know, being real about it, of course there are moments where you do I mean, certainly and I'm not alone in this, I'm sure most people listening to the podcast are the same. Like the COVID thing, when I was back in Trudy General with Ted, I think I was saying this to you that I was on Twitter and I was on the journal and the different kind of, you know, news forums for the couple of days. Yeah. And it just it really started to bring me down, I think, properly for the first time, the whole COVID thing. And then when obviously when we there was talk about going to level five, I was kind of in a bit of a depression that evening. And, you know, I mean, I think with the whole the whole thing at the moment say like Ted not being able to hang out now with my dad and all that like you really want them to meet the baby and hang out with the baby and it's you know I think a lot of people are the same that that kind of overarching thing is probably quite intense for everyone but I think what's nice about the baby is you're just gonna as you say Emma you're just kind of focusing day to day on the baby taking each day as it comes yeah if you thought about, I mean, the whole—I I do think. How are you feeling about the whole COVID thing now? Um. Well, yeah, like I'm. I'm not like too bad. It's funny because it really, um, <laughs> it really reminds me of actually being where you are, having like small babies. It's kind of like. Really? Yeah, it's funny. I really uh, reminisce. I suppose it's just because it's a lot of time. Well, like obviously you're with the baby, but it's a lot of time on your own. Mm. Now, now I'm quite, uh, I'm quite happy like that. I mean, I love alone time, and obviously with the kids going back to school now, I'm at home, I'm my own working until you know half one or whatever, and I go and get Tommy. But at this point, yeah, it is quite weird. Or even like. I've uh, actually started to admit to missing gigs because <laughs> I was talking to Tom O'Mahony the other day and I was like, I'd been treating the gigs like an ex who had scorned me. I'd been kind of like, what stand up? Like, please. <laughs> 
I don't miss him. Like, it's absolutely fine. I think it was just like a self, <laughs> a self-protection thing. And then I did one there in Mullingar and I was like, I actually do miss it. But I, I miss it just being regular, normal gigs. But I've, yeah. I've started to cop on to the socially distant gigs. I'm like, okay, right. This is what they are now. Like I've done a couple of them. So I'm like, okay. But, um, yeah. And are people, is it, it, but with the, with the socially distance gigs, I presume people are wearing their masks. Uh, at them, I'd say it's like 50-50 like one, see once they're sitting down and they're with like their partner who they went there with okay. some of them are wearing their masks so obviously that's difficult because you can't read them at all like even I was saying to Shane last night I went to get uh, Burger King yesterday and like how tough is my life but I went to get Burger King and the young fella very nice I was, I was trying my best to speak clearly and whatever so he could get the order. But there's none of this rattling the order off anymore. Like, you've got to say everything step by step. And, be, and it makes, I find, and obviously don't get me wrong, I obviously I'm going to wear my mask. That is not going to, you know, that's not an issue. I'm not out protesting in Galway there the other day. I'm going to say, okay, Gemma, Jesus. <laughs> no. The mask is fucking stitched to me, but it's pure. Like I just like laugh, and it reminds me of my fucking dad. Like when he when he'd have like so his eyesight is really bad, right? And when he wouldn't have his glasses on for some reason, like it would fucking affect his hearing. So you'd be like, Dad, and what? Like Jesus, fucking turn it down a couple of dials. But I find that when the mask is on. And obviously, like, it compromises your sense of smell, which a lot of the time is good because obviously I'm so small, everyone's at fucking armpit level for me. But I find that my hearing kind of diminishes and I can't read the person at all. And like, at the start, your man in Burger King is throwing eyes at me because he's saying to me, like, you come up in the queue now because obviously it's not like the same as everyone just like it being uh, like a clear queue and I swear to God in that split second I was like oh my god that fella is throwing eyes at me I was like fucking still got it so funny I was like oh no no he's telling me to like fucking come up in the queue while I rattle off like my kids meals to get in Burger King but well it is it is hard (laughs) reading the you know reading the rapid eye movement and trying to discern is it a come on is he telling me to move forward in the queue but is he see, asking for my tax and insurance? Like, it's just, it's everything is quite, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say everything's quite muffled at the moment. It's so muffled. And even, do you know what? It's like little things that would have actually like kept me going in the day. You know, things like you're in a shop, right? And there's somebody in the queue and they start asking for some bollocks thing or whatever or they drop their wallet and all their change goes everywhere and the first like oh you're grand you're grand and you and the other person in the queue just make a face at each other going oh for fuck's sake you can't yeah. you don't have those little funny like i know okay i'm a great fucking story but you know what i mean you know when you're in those moments at the time it does make you chuckle and you're kind of like uh you know that probably i don't know but it feels like a very kind of like okay. Yeah, Irish you thing can't. where people just talk to anyone or any like stranger or whatever and make eye contact I, with them. 
Yeah, I think that I think there's no time for unnecessary eye contact now because our eyeballs <laughs> oh. are exhausted. Our eyeballs are exhausted. They're doing all the communication. Oh my god, days. fucking exhausted! Do you know what? At the moment, I have to say, I took Ted for his first walk about town yesterday. Oh yeah, lovely. How did that go? Very well. It actually went well. But I do have to say, it does kind of make me nervous when, because obviously, you know, you're not going to put a little mini mask on the baby. Mm. It goes okay. But it does make me nervous when people come up to you with the baby. That's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Yeah, obviously, especially at the moment, because, you know, they are getting all up in your grill. But it it, it can be, um, <clears throat> even in normal circumstances, it can be a bit of a a bit of a bit of a weird one, a bit of a it's a hard one to navigate. Well, it's like it's I guess one thing that did I did kind of, you know, miss out on during the pregnancy, thankfully, is this phenomenon of people coming up and touching your bump, which apparently is a thing. So at least I did miss out on that. No but, one ever did no one ever did that to me, but I don't think I give off the vibe. Okay. No, I no. don't think I give off the vibes of come and touch my bump. Let's be honest. No, I think even if you were lying bleeding on the ground, <laughs> I'd still be nervous about touching you. I'd be like, do you want me to apply pressure? Or how would you feel about it? <sighs> I, and, you, and you throw me daggers beneath your mask. I know. I know. I just like, even the other day, I was like, oh my God. Like, apart from my core family, I was like, I am so fucking emotionally dead. I was like, what's no, wrong with me? I- I just think you're measured would be no. how I describe it. I was going to put up, I was going to, speaking of um, uh, emotions, I was going to put up yesterday for uh, mental health day, just as a little joke, say something like, oh, you know, I've never suffered from mental health problems myself, but, you know, waking everyone a happy day. And I was like, I don't know what people actually even get that I was making a joke. And the mental health thing, you just, I don't know, it's, it's such a minefield. It's a it's a tough one to make a joke about, and I think people would have to know my history to actually get the jokes. So I was like, I'll leave it up. And then I had another one posed, and I was like, the words of wisdom for International Men- Mental Health Day: sticks and stones will break your bones, but screenshots are forever. And Fred was like, I don't get it, and I was like, You're right. He's I'm not now. He's he's not in the zone. He's not deep enough in the zone to well get that. He put up a picture, hilariously, put up a picture of himself where he looks absolutely gorgeous. It's the best picture I've ever seen on him, of him. And he admitted that he put it up on Twitter purely, Maria, supposedly for International Mental Health Day because his T-shirt is inside out in it. In the, in the photo, and he's like, oh, even if your T-shirt's inside out, who cares? Something to that effect. But then he admitted he was like the only reason I threw that up. I just wanted an excuse to put it up because I've never looked that good. And I was like, "That's what it's all about. You're just putting it up for the visual." And you, but Sally, now you put up a little pic of yourself the other day oh, as well. I, you're both I, keeping the options fairly fucking open. Well, coming up I mean, to week I, four, you're like, I just want to put some feelers out there to see where we're at with all this. You did comment, fair play, you did cop straight away that that's my new Tinder profile picture. So you yeah. see through me, Mrs. But I mean, yeah, so back being on there, Tinder, being there. <laughs> it's going well. Um, back on Tinder, not looking for anything serious. 
and yeah. yeah just just convincing everyone that all the pictures of Ted on my profile as I said to you <laughs> just kind of convince everyone that he's my nephew <laughs> or even better even better you know I remember a guy on tinder saying to me before it's like who's the baby and he was like oh just a mate and um, I was like you're mate you and the, the baby. baby yeah just I was just, just laughing I was just laughing there imagine <laughs> imagine you actually went on a fucking date right and it starts off all like socially distanced kind of like meeting up in a park and then things move on very quickly and you're fucking you're in some secluded area in a car with this fella right and it's all getting hot and heavy <laughs> you're like, I just had a baby four weeks ago is that okay with you <laughs> how do you feel about kids okay how do you feel about episiotomies because I'm still not healed so I could you just check that before you insert is that okay is that okay would you mind having a look at it? Because I'll tell you now, I haven't had the balls. Like, I took one look at the midwife's expression and I said to myself, there's no way I'm getting a mirror down there. So it's so funny because every, every time I go for a shit, I put, like, I put, like, my hand down there just in case. Anyway, anyway, should put the condom on there and we can It feels like there's something sharp. I think a stitch might have come loose. But again, like, just to give you It'll a just tickle there, your balls. It'll be nice. I'm told it feels nice. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'd say a lot of the day. I mean, surely get in touch, listener. But I imagine a lot of the dates, it starts off with the two meters. And by the end of it, as you say, you're sitting in the car. And <laughs> I mean, I, it has, it's the only explanation for these increasing numbers. Uh, so do you, like everyone in Northern Ireland actually has it. They're what? going for the total herd immunity. They're just all going to get us. <laughs> I just feel like, what the hell is going on with Northern Ireland? It's the I accent. Mean, it's the accent. You cannot, you cannot contain that accent in a mask. It's going well, to get gonna, out. I don't yeah, think it's the right. people being irresponsible or anything like that. I think they're at a disadvantage because I think it's the accent just fucking escaping yeah. from masks. And if you well, if that accent if that accent gets on a tap or a door handle or whatever, that accent ain't going off casually. That accent is stuck to that, I'd say, for about a week. This is my door handle. <laughs> I stay here. <laughs> this is my right. I think, do you know what, you're right. The accent is airborne. The accent, it's not their fault. It's the accent. The the accent is airborne. Um, Although I will say, before Northern Ireland switches off, one of my absolute (laughs) best, best buddies, like very best buddies who I love and adore, um, I won't name him because he's weirdly, social media wise, he's very into the, well, I was going to say weirdly, but I think it's just actually quite a normal response to social media. He's just very anonymous online, etc. So I won't expose him. Oh yeah, but most I people know, are. Most normal yeah. fucking people are, yeah. He, he doesn't need that kind of reassurance from his life. So he's not a like for likes on Instagram. He's just genuinely living his life. Um, but he rep- he's from Belfast and he pronounces COVID. Is, could this be why so many of them are getting it? He pronounces COVID, COVID. And I've never corrected him. 
But Would you it's dare? Start, it's starting to get increasingly. So it's COVID, COVID, COVID. And I do think there has to be a link with these insane numbers and their pronunciation of the disease. Like, has anyone looked at that? See, this is a problem, Just Judy. throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I mean, your man Gavin Riley, oh, he's great and whatever, but he hasn't really picked up on the fucking obvious thing that's going on here with the airborne accent, yeah. as you put it so rightly. I mean, well, you've just I'm had like, a baby and you're fucking on top of it. I mean? I'm, joining the, I'm joining the dots here. The wall, Honestly, the wall planner has been turned around and I have a marker in my hand and I am underlining COVID and I am pointing to NI for Northern Ireland and nobody is listening to me. It's like it's like Lorenzo's oil in this kitchen at the moment. There's so much ingenuity going on. And you, know what I, you know what I love about Gavin Riley? Actually, shout out to Gavin Riley. First of all, we need to talk about his... He's a fan of the show. He's a big fan of the show, and yeah, um, three men, three men, three men listen to the podcast, and yeah. one of them is Gavin Riley, um, name drop. But I do love his use of emojis. You know the way he puts up like the emergency, the ambulance alarm, yeah. and for the latest numbers. That's when you know it's not going to be good. When he has the ambulance picture and then the numbers beside it. But what I love about Gavin. He was from, do you remember we lived in Rathmanoyne in Mead? And he was from that village. And he said, he got in touch one day saying something to myself and Fred. And I was like, that's gas. And then ever since, we've just been best buds and we go for dinner and we do, like, we do kind of a come dine with me thing where Gavin yeah. cooks and then Fred cooks and I cook. Um, so it's just really lovely. But I mean, you, you and Fred have always been his sounding board, really. Well, he'll always, you know, more than me running the tweet past Fred, he'll always <laughs> run a tweet past me before he puts it up. And sometimes, I probably shouldn't admit this, but sometimes I do tell him to just shave off the numbers. Yeah. Because none of us need to know. That. We're all trying none to have a nice, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, none of us need to know that Nadine Coyle, everyone from Nadine Coyle to Arlene Foster has COVID, I should say, <laughs> in in Northern Ireland. Come here. Like, are they all just having, like, honestly, I just feel it must be orgy central up there because it's the only explanation. For the no, but of sure, even if you take our mate, another, oh my God, but another friend of the show, Nadine, previous episodes, we talked about her saying, Fleur. Like, that's her saying, Fleur. That has at least... A four meter ability to spread mask or no mask. Uh, a lot of yeah, a lot For, of a lot of a lot of flying. Mean? Yeah, it's, you're right. And yeah. Do you know what? Because she did a cover of as well. I'm pretty sure. Again, not putting this on Nadine, but I'm pretty sure she did do a cover of Poker Face, Lady Gaga. I mean, if that isn't spraying, I mean, say it, don't spray it, Nadine. It's all, ugh, put that on the board. It's all linking up. Come here, you know when you're just um, in Gavin with his emojis? Yes. I don't know if you've heard, you've probably heard this, obviously, but like, you know, Jen, Generation X now are telling us that we can't use the cry, laughy emoji anymore. Why? I don't know. That's just what they're saying. But I just feel like, Jesus Christ, these little fucks, do they no. realise, do they realise 
how long it took me to be comfortable to use emojis. Now, now yeah. I I solely communicate in emojis. I think that's why I am feeling a bit isolated at the moment because I am communicating in emojis, and obviously half my face is covered. So that's probably a reason why it's not working. But it took me. I remember people sending messages and they'd have emojis in it, and I would just say, "Oh my god." the fucking hack of this and then you just gotta get it on like you get to a stage where you if you know you have to be part of it because this is how everyone's communicating but now they're saying that we can't use the laughy cry emoji in fairness it is a stupid emoji like if somebody puts up a mild if somebody puts up a mildly amusing like tweet or video or whatever, you're hardly crying laughing. But like, and uh, I yeah. say this as it's my fucking go-to. My man's favorite emoji is the like kind of, um, you know, like the like the heart with the heart kind of spinning around it. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, that's her. That's her favorite emoji. That's very trippy, actually, of her. Wow. I, I mean, I do think, I think that... Well, she's been, yeah, young, she has been smoking a lot recently, like, a lot. Yeah, but who isn't? Yeah. I mean, come on, something has to get you through this lockdown. But I do feel, um, with the crying face, it comes in very handy, because really, really what we're saying with the crying face emoji is, this is mildly amuse- amusing. That's the translation there, isn't it? Yeah, because if I do actually, you know... To laugh out loud is a pretty big one. Like, if I do actually laugh out loud, not all the time, but a lot of the time, I'll actually feel like I need to tell the person, like, no, I actually I actually laughed out loud, like I made a laughter noise. Yes, it's quite, I think it's quite rare for both of us to do that. I know, yeah. Owen Calgan put up a video the other night about chips, and I don't know what it was, but for some reason, I, I actually did shed a tear and laughing at that one I don't know what it was about Ellen's video I can't quite put my finger on it sometimes it's just that it catches you off guard or it catches you at the right moment when you kind of so. you're open to having a laugh you know the way like you used to go down the road and you see the the like the pair of runners showed up on um the electrical line and people be like oh yeah that's because there's a drug dealer around here or whatever I just you know I couldn't know that by the way until my mother informed me of that, and now she tells me at least every second day that that's what it means. I'm like, I get it, mom. I get it. You're down with the kids. I get it. Well, the drug problem is fucking off the charts in Dingle, so yeah. Well, sorry, your mom's the one smoking the wacky tobacco. What are you talking about? <sighs> it's medicinal. It's medicinal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Do you know what? I think I actually was thinking the other day about um, getting some weed, getting some weed, and just relaxing. But I do feel just to say again as well for if we've any new listener, um, check just checking us out for the first time. I have mentioned before that literally, I would say. Probably for 20 years, a good two decades, people have encouraged me to try the wacky tobacco to just chill me out. And if I haven't done it at an age nearly 37, it's not happening now, guys. So just leave it off. But somebody was talking today about the COVID crisis and it did get me thinking about, do you remember the foot and mouth crisis in 2001? We would have been in, I'd say you would have been in fourth year. I was in, yeah, I was in fourth year. 
Um, and everyone thought we could stop it with the maths because I put up a tweet last night saying thoughts and prayers for any TY students who still think the trip to Italy is going ahead. And somebody was like, oh, that reminds me when I was in TY and there was the foot and mouth crisis. And I just remember my cousin went to England, of all places, um, which was very bad for the foot and mouth crisis. And bearing in mind, it was an agricultural community. So I don't know who's thinking it was to give that trip the red green light. But I can remember them coming back. And do you remember there was all the maths that we thought we could stop this disease with the maths? It was the maths, yeah. And then there was the there was the big maths for the car. But it was an absolute killer in Forger. Obviously, I have no agricultural experience and have no family members in agriculture. So I know absolutely nothing. But so it was a stinger for us <laughs> city slickers because we just wanted to go on like trips and days out in Forger. And of course, that was all squashed. So it was a fucking absolute melt. But the Forgers are still like, they still think everything's going ahead because Ella's school fuck sake I tell you what I'm getting pissed off about at the moment <laughs> COVID's well up there but everyone every fucking yoke of a thing telling me well <clears throat> have you have you downloaded the app like I tried to get my fucking pill the other day and they're like now they're telling me that I have to order this pill and it's like it's my prescription I have it behind the fucking tail and then they're like you know, because you order it on the app. Like, this fucking pharmacy okay. is less than a mile from my gaff, and they want me to fucking download. So I had to download this fucking app. And then the same with Ella's school. They're like, yeah, download the school app, download the school app. We get a message every day, both me and Shane, because obviously we both have the app, about putting up the money for the fucking geography trip. Come on. 78 euro. Where's the geography trip supposed to be, by the way? Where are they going? Exactly, Julie. Every fucking day we get a notification well, was, on the app about that, the geography trip from the school. That was a, that, now I get it, I do. But <laughs> that wasn't, I love the way you're like, let me break this down for you again. Every fucking day on the fucking app, from the fucking school. I get it. But no, that wasn't a rhetorical question. I was genuinely asking where the geography trip was. <laughs> there's, no, there's no details on the geography trip. It's just called geography trip. And that's the kind of shit that will set me off. Because like somebody yeah, could but- somebody could steal my identity, wipe out my bank account, fucking... <laughs> set my gaff on fire and I'd be like in the corner going, okay well like the worst thing we can do now is panic let's just sit down think about this let's talk that's this through but the geography the trip notifications that, that's the kind of shit that <laughs> would set me off I'd end up knocking up to the school on the principal's door and reefing her out of her office and smashing her face yeah. into her desk. That's the I kind think, of stuff that sets me off. No, I and I totally get it. I think when there's no details on the geography trip, I mean, I'm thinking Christmas party. Staff oh, Christmas party is being this fun day. And they're like, there's been messages, like verbal messages back from teachers or something like, oh, well, don't worry, like if the geography trip, <laughs> so they say, if the geography trip doesn't happen, 
Like, if you know, just say in a crazy world, in a COVID world, the geography trip doesn't happen. Like, don't worry. Like, obviously, everyone will get a full refund. And we're like, she's in fucking sixth year. She's going to be out the fucking gates in a few months. It's totally Christmas tri- Christmas drink fund. Like It's definitely a staff party. And I tell you this much, uh, we've all worked in schools. I think there, do you know what? I think there's one of these teachers in every school. I don't know if they exist anymore. Yeah. But there were always, there, the, the teacher, I mean, I'm going to say it. It's generally the geography teacher. Let's face it, because they're the ones with these mysterious trips that when you ask the details about they're, they kind of like bump you off and say, oh, you wouldn't understand because you're not a geography teacher. You're like, I'm just asking where the trip is. Is it the Burren? Is it the zoo? And they're like, you wouldn't get it. It's something about rocks. And I think because generally the subject is so boring, you do switch off. So even if they did tell you, you would not actually be able to, you would not actually be able to repeat back to them what no. they had said. Generally very, it's something... They start talking about, you know, rock formations, sedimentary. They love. Soil samples. They fucking love that, you. Soil samples. You're like, oh, "Oh my God, I'm out the door. But I think there's always generally a teacher in the school um, who, you know, like say the trip's going to cost 20 euro. They might just say it's 25 and just give themselves a little tip. Like there's always those teachers who are, they kind of, you're going to the shop and you're like, does anyone want anything from the shop? And they just dip into like an, a brown envelope in their post box, which is actually what's written on the brown envelope is geography trip. And they just dip in, take a 20 and you're like, there's something so wrong about this. Oh, I would well believe it. Like if it was 20 euro, 15, 20 euro, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But it's the fact that it's 70 quid. Like at the moment you could get a weekend break in a like a very nice hotel for 70 quid but i mean if you're on the COVID payment if you're on the COVID payment i mean you're getting 200 quid and 70 quid of it is so 30 35 percent of your weekly salary is for a mystery soil sample trip <laughs> yeah, like surely there's a youtube do you know what stories i miss and they used to be great online so, you know, the way, like, obviously we've had, the, and all these types of stories are obviously lacking at the moment anyway. But you remember, obviously, there was loads of stories about the female teachers, like, raping their students and saying, but I love them yeah, and all that. Yeah, the guy, the guy on the Daily Mail, like, that's his yeah. one job. But yeah. I used to love the, I used to love the stories. And even when it was word of mouth, they were even better. You know, the way somebody in a workplace would be the person <laughs> responsible for doing the lotto. And then oh, it would turn out brilliant. that they were yeah. actually keeping all the fucking money and yeah. that they'd done a, like that everyone went in on Monday morning and they're like, where's, where's Siobhan? So oh, I think, I think she, she, she's probably sick. I'll give her a text. Like, oh, there's no, that, that phone's dead and whatever. And then they find out that they've moved. They've gone. Yeah. They've up sticks. <laughs> I fucking and, love and they, those stories. Like the fucking yeah. balls of that. Well, I do think I have my suspicions about anyone in the workplace who takes on the lotto because oh. you're not doing it for the good of your health. Like, let's face it. There's uh, there's certain types of people that do it. There's obviously the people that are planning a legger, and then there's yeah. people who are like the geography teacher that just like a little bit of extra cash to kind of dip a, into a ten percent tip. 
they do you know what it is they just like to be liquid that's all it is they like they like a bit of liquidity king is cash king is cash yeah yeah cash is king king is cash it's like bring it on but i do genuinely i would always have my suspicions about i would say i would extend it to people who kind of you know are on the social committees in any workplace i'm always like what's in it for you would you know why no do you know why some people do it the lotto is is a big red flag yeah. for sure. Do you know why some of them do it though? Because and it's obviously worrying as well, is that they can't seem to form any connection with anybody they work with. There's no common ground. They can't even say, "Oh my God, I'm just going to watch everything on Netflix and hopefully some I'll be able to talk to somebody about some fucking program." Is that they can't find any common ground with anybody. They're like, "Right, I'm going to start the lotto so people actually have to fucking speak to me." Yeah, because even if you don't want to do the lotto, that's a conversation, isn't it? Yeah. You're in the you're in the canteen. Would you like to be? Would you like to get involved in the lotto? No, no, Jim, I wouldn't. No, okay. I always like, say no. An interaction. Well, I mean, look, you didn't have to tell us that you always <laughs> say no. Jesus, I've started in new places, and people have kind of put out the olive branch to me, like I like this is what the gang do, and I was like, no. Well, I mean, look, I I don't think it comes as a surprise. Emma, the team player, Doran, is not up for the lotto. Well, what does annoy me is when you start somewhere now. What does what does annoy me when you start somewhere new, and I'm sure everyone empathizes this. <laughs> you're there the first week and someone comes up to you and they're like, So listen, just you know, I know you're just in the door. Um, but Mary is retiring. Okay, she's been here for thirty five years. She's such an important member of staff. You're like, What? I know. You go, have you got paid yet? I'm getting emergency taxed. <laughs> I'm getting emergency taxed. We're paid monthly. I have to do a month in hand. Okay. I have to go back to my mother, bank of mother, once again. And P.S. She charges 10% interest. And you're asking me for money for Mary. P.S. Who's Mary? Yeah. She's the woman who took fucking longer than she needed to to process all your fucking details. Remember her? How she was so good? Yeah. And now she's a job chairer, so you actually probably won't see a lot of her. What, sir? And she does the lotto. She does. Okay, um, no, I'm out. If she does the lotto, I'm gone. And you know, if Mary's retiring, she's been fucking living for that. She's been winding down for at least three years. So by the time oh. you meet Mary, she's a fucking bitch. She's like, I you know, does she yeah. fucking do anything? Like well, she's well, retiring and she's retiring in like five years. So yeah. oh, sorry, I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. That like she's definitely clocked out, hasn't she? When you start, like Mary is still Mary. Mary's calling in sick because she feels tonsillitis coming on. That's you know, she, that's where Mary's at. Now, in saying that, I always find with retirees, um, as they're approaching kind of the final furlong, so maybe for the last month, you get a lot of love out of them. There's a lot of that. Oh, there's a there's- lot of, yeah. And there's a lot of great stories and they really offload you like, you see this place? 
I'll tell you what's really going on. And then you find out that the whole place is full of nepotism, obviously. And you're like, okay, well, I think, I think her and Mick defo had a few rides over the years but it's it passes away the time you're just like great and you just keep giving them more tea tell me more tell me more i do i do enjoy no i do enjoy the the retiring i think it's it's that as you say emma it's that run up to retiring that i really enjoy because they give zero fucks so you're getting the whole story that's what's great about it and i can remember i taught in a school it was one of the first schools i taught in and the principal was new and he was trying to do kind of a rejig and he was like look the thing is guys you know, we have people who were in kind of management posts and th- like essentially they didn't really do anything. So mm. he was he was saying, look, I'm going to give everyone a form if you have a management post, which, by the way, was basically everyone in the whole school. And I want you to write from one to ten just how challenging you think your job is, your management post. So the lady beside me was retiring and I'll never forget. This was her only job, Emma. Her job, wait for it, was buying the flowers so if somebody was getting married mm. uh, had a, had a baby uh, retiring she'd have to call the florist in town this was a small town I was teaching in so she'd have to call the florist and order the flowers so she might need to do this maybe once every three to four weeks Yeah, and I'll never forget she circled Ted <laughs> <laughs> and she turned to me and said Judy you don't know the half foot you don't know <laughs> nobody does we'll go for a coffee one day and talk about it now I knew that coffee was never happening and she knew that coffee was never happening but I just I'll never forget the balls I just I admired her balls yeah, so much. Yeah. like she did not like she just when she handed that form back and your man just looked at the <laughs> she was human trafficked like, it can't all be about sex. Do you reckon she was human trafficked to be getting the flowers? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know the half of it. We'll go for coffee. And you know on that real moon tour, where they kind of tap your knee and say, we'll go for coffee, mm-hmm. buddy. You and me. Not. You and me. The walls of ears here, but you and me. We'll go for coffee. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I love, I love that level of paranoia, like the walls of it. I know, like every time, every job, like this is just a stopgap. Like, I really, like, you know, people say, well, I'm just doing it for the money. You're like, no, no, I'm really just here for the money. Like, honest to God, I like, I can't express that enough. Like, just to say, I would step over you if you were bleeding in the street, okay? And if you were if you were trying to make eye contact with me while you were bleeding, I'd still step over you. I'd dust myself off and I'd be taking that check. Like all, six months from I'm now, I'm I'm fucking blocking you on Facebook. Like just FYI. Oh, I do you know what? Honestly, that is it's so liberating, isn't it, when you're at that stage where like I think it's safe to delete this person as a friend. <sighs> Fuck sake. <laughs> And these people, and like you, you suddenly see what their second name is, and you're like, oh, never knew. <laughs> I know. Oh, a double barrel. That's interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, she's Protestant. Didn't know that. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, fuck sake. Marion accounts. Oh, She's so honestly. I love well, we them though at the what? same time. You always got to find the one who's got the big drama stories because you yeah. know if anyone sees you talking as well, you're not going to be talking. You're just going to be kind of nodding along going, I know, I know. Oh, my God. Jeez, no, you're well, halting I... through the mill because they just they just burned the time up for you because nobody – Nobody. Everyone's full of this shite. Well, let's just say people in real jobs, but 85% of people that have a job, they're doing absolutely fuck all. And everyone's like, up yeah. to my eyes, up to my eyes. It's, nobody's doing fucking anything. It's like, like if I went in and did a talk, and it could happen, if I did a talk to six years, that's why I tell them. I said, nobody's doing anything in these fucking jobs. Your parents well, are fucking lying to you. They're tired yeah, from the yeah. wine. Do you know what? The best advice I ever got was from a friend of mine who said exactly that. Never work too hard because ultimately you will not be thanked for it and you will just end up resentful. Totally. I'd say so like two hours bring... of my day is filling my water bottle and going to the toilet. Of course. I mean, they can't stop you going to the toilet. They wouldn't dare. So you take maximum advantage of that. Like it is always a bit embarrassing when you come back from the toilet and your phone drops out of your pocket and you've been in there for 15 minutes and you're kind of holding your tummy. You're not saying anything, but you're just giving the impression that something's gone very wrong. (laughs) But I was so so embarrassed. Do you remember like on the Thursday or whatever it was, it was like, we're all going home. That's the end of it. And obviously it was all kind of, you know, there was a bit of panic. There was a bit of chaos and whatever. So I just left out the door and I forgot that in the disabled toilet, I had all my bits in there. I had my bookshelf. I had my TV, had my futon. I had the whole, and I, I didn't clear any of that out. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. so, but... I know. I, you know. Well, look, I'm, I doubt they pinned it to you. Surely not. <laughs> there was. Surely not. Well, there was a spare vape, so I just feel oh, that's going to. I'm having a flashback to, <laughs> do you remember that story I was telling you about my mate who you know, who was working in an all-male environment back in like Celtic, t- Celtic Tiger boom days. Do you yeah. remember this? She fancied the handyman and she did a poo and she didn't know and it wouldn't flush. So she put the poo in the bin and then the boss was like, actually, Jim, you wouldn't mind doing the bins today. And she was like, no. And he went in and he just gave this look like, you sick bitch. Because she was the only female working on the job. So he knew that he knew that turd was hers. I mean, Christ, I've never... I've never had a poo not in a toilet. Never. Well, I mean, I tell us that's something we should be. You sound really proud of that fact. But... <laughs> it's the small wins. Okay, Jesus, you're, someone's ego is out of control. Okay, we get it. Um, I mean, I would say, do you know, oh my God, do you know, I did a poo years and years ago. Now, I was completely, to say I was hammered. I'd gone to Italy and picked up some bottles of Prosecco for 70 cent or 80 cent each. So I didn't even know what was in this stuff. But I took a poo. This is terrible. I took a poo on O'Connell Street. Oh, my God. 
I just couldn't keep it in. I was so like, I need took to poo exactly. and I need to poo now. You took like a CCTV poo. Oh, well, it was, I mean, and the main thoroughfare in the land. And then I find myself saying things like, oh, Connell Street has really gone to shit. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, you took a dump on that street. You were no one to talk. I, it's, it's not... It's not an achievement on my front. It's just that the, the the bells would not allow it. Yeah, well, that's a big like I find that now when I'm it's it when I was in hospital with Ted. Yeah, uh, I found because obviously you know the way it's a communal toilet. So yeah. there's the six of you there and the toilet is there. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, and I knew nobody was outside the door listening. Everyone was busy with the newborn babies, but I just could not allow myself to go for a poo. I just needed to go home. Doesn't that say a lot about our society that even at that you've given birth, you've been through so much, growing that baby for, you know, the guts of 10 months nearly, doing all that you can. And even after all of that, you can't have a poo in peace. No. Like what does that say about our society? It's fucked up, Emma. That's what it's saying. But it's true, though. It is completely mad. Just, I think if people were able to poo in peace. <laughs> I'm I'm sensing a charity song coming on here. I'm sensing <laughs> Emma, uh, a lot of other Irish comedians getting a poo in peace. But I think the world would be like... Our witch for 2020. I think that's what we all need, is just to be able to poo in peace. Well, you do wonder how much of these political, (laughs) geopolitical problems are stemming from the fact that people just can't poo in peace. They're just a bit constipated. There's always someone outside the the door. That's the problem. If you see all these fucking lads falling asleep in the doll... they're not regular they cannot be regular like don't get me wrong sometimes a poo can take it out of you and you do need a nap but they're not they're obviously they're feeling sluggish they're feeling lethargic they're bloated their stomach's distended it's well it's definitely like that is it the Activia ad where she's going around with a handbag throwing all her food in a handbag yeah yeah it's definitely some handbag stomachs happening. <laughs> speaking of speaking of poos, actually, and I think we have touched on this before. I just uh, just to backtrack oh, to coworkers. Pardon the pun. I do feel I <laughs> pardon the pun is right. I do always have massive respect for the coworker that chats to you while doing a poo in the loo. Jesus. I, can we just give a shout out to that soldier as well? <laughs> I'm just like, what fucking went on in your childhood that you're just you're happy, doing yeah. easy breezy mid-combo? Well, let's face it, there were a lot of children in that household for sure. <laughs> like, you know, because somebody would have to be brushing their teeth while someone else is doing a poo. Otherwise, we're never getting to school. So like Mary, Mary from accounts is having the chats with you. It's all going dandy. You know, she's having a bit of a whiz. And next thing all you hear is, you're like oh Mary it's done yeah, oh it's completely over like oh but I do again, you're watching her eat her lunch Mary. and you're nearly vomiting you're just like oh my god 
She eats Which as is well. But then I guess aren't we part of the problem? Poor Mary can't poo in peace because we can't even look at her eating her, <laughs> eating her lunch anymore. But that's not and you're it's a the, societal, you know, it's it, no, it's, it's not. Deep. It's not, yeah. And you're looking at Mary with her past and you're like, oh, were you cooking last night? Like, it just... <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, you can't look her in the eye. Yeah, it's it's not going to be solved with one poo and peace. Do you no. know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not a quick fix. It's definitely, do you know what? It's going to take time. Yeah. And it's been put it's on the back burner now because of all this COVID stuff, as you say. COVID? Um, yeah, I know, the old COVID. I mean, the numbers are just, I can't get my head around them at all. But look, at least we'll be here, Emma, up to 90. Yeah, we'll be here. Once a week. <laughs> Once a week, yeah, and we're changing up the uh, Patreon, aren't we? Like we're back with a bag now. Oh. We, we are. We're not just like popping in to say hello. Like we're. This is it. We're back now. We're full on back. And you know what? I'm not just saying this, but I am so happy to be back. I really am. I think I missed your little chats, Emma. Do you know what? I'm so happy that we're back. But I'm so because remember you phoned me and you're like we're having a chat and you're like normal whatever. And you're like also. Oh, you know, up to 90, whatever. Because I was just totally leaving it up to you because I'm like, you know, giving birth and having a baby. And all. It's such an individual experience. For a lot of people, like, they wouldn't be feeling like any way like a human being until they're like six weeks or whatever. You know, they wouldn't have washed their face for the six weeks. Or it just, for, it can be different for different people. I was so of delighted course. to hear you yeah. in like such good form and doing so well you were like well I'm I'm ready to get back on it and I was like okay brilliant oh absolutely you know what I really do I really do feel like that I'm so happy to be back having the chats and I mean of course like there's no guarantees I'm gonna have washed my face when we're recording the podcast but at the same time no I I really am looking forward now to getting back into because I kind of missed it and you know even a few people by the way thank you so much to everyone who messaged about Ted we'll find out as well I know our last Zoom party we were doing bets on the birth weight yes so I have it written down in my little green notebook so the winner probably knows who they are but I'll just we'll We'll do that in the the extra episode and everything the extra episode because we'll be doing the extra episode as well this week which will be out the extra episode will be out on Friday I think Ems is it Thursday Friday yeah about Friday but it'll it'll be back up and uh, running and we're going to ch- change um, the bits around a bit because it's a new yeah. world now, okay? We're both. It's a new world. We're and both I moms. Think- we're both working moms. We're just trying to do our thing. We've got a, like a global pandemic. It's a different vibe, but it's still up to 90. Yeah. It's still up to 90 and you're still definitely getting banged for your book. But what we've kind of taken on board was, you know, say people getting in touch and saying what they liked, what they were into, and then things that people weren't as into. So we're kind of revamping the tiers and we think you'll probably be happier with the tiers anyway. Um, So we'll chat about that in the next episode. Yeah, but it's good to be back. And Oh, we love being back. Yeah. We're doing it. It's happening. We're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, do you remember I used to love that song? Oh. Doing it and doing, doing it. And doing, doing it well. well. Loved that song. Oh. I'm going to give that a listen no. now, actually. Oh, great song. Great tune. Come here, Emma. Absolute pleasure as ever. Yes, always. And 
Many thanks to the patrons who allowed Julie to have a small maternity leave. The rest oh, of the people that are listening what? to free, what do you need? What do, like what do you want? Three, nearly three years we've been at this now. Like it's been a long time, a long slog. And you know what? Nice Julie is done. I have a child now. Yeah. There's no time for effing around. Come on, guys. It's just what? I mean, a fiver a month. Come on, please. And you know what? The, the, those people that won't get on board, they're the fucks that ring up for the takeaway and say, do you know what? I'll, I'll get the large curry sauce, even though I know. You won't eat it. Seven eighths of it, I'm going to fuck in the bin, but I just want the large just in case. And they're like, yeah. ooh, I couldn't possibly pay for the patron. Fuck off. I I don't, I hope you never have a poo in peace ever again. <gasps> Emma! I said it. Well, do you know what? And I hope Somebody you have half poos. To... I hope you have poos that you start. Oh, no. And then you can't finish them and you end up having to finish it off like four hours later. And you're Not going around the whole day with a, with a half poo with oh, bacon stop. in your hole. But you know what? I'm actually really guilty of the sheep droppings these days. I'm in the loop for about half an hour and I come out and I say to Fred, I'm still not done. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what's going on. But look, you need to get the water it, into you. I need You're not more looking water. After yourself. This is the problem now. This is how it starts. So we're wishing sheep dropping poos on everyone who was... Re- now, look, there are people who genuinely cannot afford to support us on Patreon and we get that. The majority can, so please just get on board and make our dreams come true. <laughs> we don't want to be look. We we don't want to be listening to Mary doing a poo for the rest of our days. No, we don't. Certainly don't. Well, it's an absolute pleasure, Emma, as ever. Uh, thanks for listening. Big love to our listeners, especially the patrons. Goes out saying, um, big love, and she will chat to you next week. Bye. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.